Welcome to the Ball Bros. My name is Nick. I'm Jake. And I'm Sandy. Some sports and a lot of nonsense. Did you lock the front door? Did you leave that oven on? Is your phone charging? Come in, guys. We're going to have a little bit of a nonsense episode today. I love me. Yes, sir. Nonsense. You guys want to talk about some movies? Absolutely. Sounds good. Everybody loves movies. What about action movies? Let's start in a fun spot. Mine, Mad Max, Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. You got to go with the iconic. It's like you you talked to me before about this. It was just a, you know, two hour long car chase. An instant classic. Thomas Hardy, he does it amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's remade by the guy who made the original Mad Max movies. You could almost call it a remake, almost mm-hmm. like the fourth one in the whole se- like the, like series. But it really, it brings it back to the basics. It's such a simple story. It's so beautiful at the same time. And how are they, they were able to, to shoot that? Like, I know you've heard of how, what the crazy stunts they were doing mm-hmm. out there, and they were mostly actually shooting that whole thing. Like, there wasn't really CGI. Or... It was one of the last movies that I could think of, besides, like, the new uh, Top Gun Maverick, that mm-hmm. had a lot of practical effects in it right. in the last 10 years. Yep, speaking of speaking Top of? Gun Maverick for me, you know, I, I don't, I've never been the guy to watch a lot of action movies you know i do respect them and i've seen you know my fair share of them Mm -hmm. but not a ton have really stuck out the same way like it might for a lot of you um but for me you know recently the new uh, top gun maverick for me really was my favorite action movie probably in the last at least 20 years almost Um, your whole life basically yeah (laughs) that's came out in that time period i would think so like you mentioned you know it just it's hard to recreate what they did and to do it so perfectly you know they definitely put the effort in on there and you got the highest paid actor you know in that whole industry at least as you know yeah and he was an executive producer on it it was his project his passion project i mean tom cruise he dies for this kind of stuff and i'm personally not even a huge tom cruise fan um he's never been my favorite actor but like this movie it blew me away like how good it was Mm -hmm. i was not expecting it to be that good let's not forget about miles teller and the role he played Teller did awesome the whole cast was it was amazing tom cruise does a great job of just being a movie star we don't have too many true movie stars Mm. anymore in action movies that's true he really i think does in bed you know we've seen some of the more like james bond type of guys and that does change over time those guys never are truly sustainable for a long period of time but for some reason you know you look at tom cruise's track record up to now and he's always on top he's the only guy from that era that's still doing his own stunts at 50 plus years old his body has to just be he's like he's like the the actor tom brady yes he is Is that not a good he looks younger and younger as years go by his teeth get straighter and straighter his body gets stronger it's insane hollywood baby you remember when he was hanging off the side of a plane That's, I mean, what a maniac. What's your On movie, Jake? The, the world's tallest building. Yeah. yeah, I'll start off with Batman Begins. And everyone, I know we have a, another Batman movie coming up here, but it, I love origin stories. That's my whole thing is like mm-hmm. a good origin story really gets me going. And that's why I have Batman Begins up there right alongside the other two. But absolutely it's so good and when it comes to that trilogy, it's really a matter of preference, you mm-hmm. know, and every movie brings something else to the table. It's it's more underrated for me too because and I love Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love him. I just I just love him like journeying to in some like Mongolia somewhere and just yes. journeying up to the top of a mountain to train. It's a it's a true classic hero's arc. You know, I mean any you know textbook you could read about how the character goes from point A to Z and becomes a hero. That's a, that's what Batman Begins does perfectly. And it's Batman. 
He's yeah, Batman Christopher big... Nolan Batman. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Cillian Murphy is Scarecrow. I think does does really well. There's few characters in a fictional universe as iconic as Batman. Everybody knows who Batman is, so you know. And I would go, you know, very similar on the line. Another one I have to throw out there is The Dark Knight. And I know a lot of, of outlets would probably even say it could be considered, you know, maybe the greatest like hero movie of all time. But you the know, most it is, yeah, and maybe the best villain in any movie. Oh, who doesn't love Heath Ledger? Yeah, I mean, one of the most iconic, beautiful performances of all time. He set the bar so high for that character, yeah, and no Joker will really truly mirror that performance. Well, the Joker's always been popular, mm. you know, coming as one of Batman's first villains in his Rose Gallery. He was in the 60s TV show, we had Jack Nicholson in the early 90s, Heath Ledger, now Joaquin Phoenix. The guy in the new Batman movie who I thought that one sucked. I love how you skipped <laughs> over Jared Leto, too. We that was purposeful, right? Who was that? That was a purposeful who? skip over. Morbius? Yeah, Morbius. <laughs> and more million. But really, I mean, Heath Ledger in that movie, mm. the way that he got prepared for the role with the hotel room and Might all that stuff. Him. You know, I think he may have pushed himself to the edge. I don't know if, you know, on set, everyone always talks about how he was... He would be a normal guy with all that Joker makeup on, and then as soon as the camera turns on, he's a different kind of beast. And you can really feel that with the movie. He carries the movie. I mean, on his shoulders, and he makes it, like, honestly, kind of a top-tier movie of all time. It is. And not even just action. If you go on any, like, movie review, like IMDb or on Tomatoes, whatever, it is consensus a top three yeah, like top three it's movies, just, maybe ever. And there's a special no shout holes. out to Gary Oldman. Like I love, yep. I love Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, Two Faces. Yeah, Aaron Eckhart, Two Faces, No Slouch. There's just no holes in the plot, and that's very rare for when you're doing comic book movies. Mike O'Kane, Morgan mm. Freeman, like that cast. That Christopher Nolan just makes a cast. Nick, my second movie is going to be The Matrix. I think when it comes to The Matrix. You know, it really changed how movies were made in the early uh, 2000s. I know it's 1999, so we're pushing it a little bit back. My next movie is going to be really old. But when it comes to this one, The Matrix with Keanu Reeves, I think, is a perfect movie. And I have a fresh perspective. I actually just watched this a couple weeks ago. Um, For the first time in probably five or ten years, I I hadn't seen it in a long time. So to go back and rewatch it um, and to see how well it's held up, is it's awesome like and yeah, it still looks great it still looks good the story the visuals are still awesome the the story it just it flows so well and it, it really makes you think like were they in a different place the whole time or was that their actual reality yeah hey are you taking the red or the blue pill yeah exactly exactly i agree and when it really comes down to it when the matrix came out no one had really had the idea of the simulated reality. And now that's one of the biggest talking points and like conspiracy theorists. Mm. Yeah. They were talking the about like AI in 1999 mm-hmm. about what it could eventually become. And then it kind of did that. So exactly before anybody else, yeah. you're lucky we're a sports podcast mainly. Cause my goodness, we have our own conspiracy theories here. <laughs> Jake, what's your next movie? So next is going to be, um, I'll just go back to back with another Christopher Nolan. So we have three Christopher Nolans, which just speaks to, to how, <laughs> how amazing he, he is. is. But Inception. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's still, I still like want to watch it every year. I want to watch it one time every year. Yeah, was, I think you have to legally, right? Yeah. It was one of the most visually pleasing movies that you could ever watch. Mm-hmm. It was, it's almost like a relaxing, like as crazy as what was in front of you going on in that movie. 
I, it was just one of those things like it was so pleasing. Yeah, it's the, I mean, the fact that the movie's about dreams and it's quite literally a dream turned reality to even make a movie like that, to perfectly portray what it feels like to be in a dream or to feel like you're stuck in a loop, all the stuff about where the main character, Leo DiCaprio, has like the elevator of his old memories mm-hmm. that he's storing there. I mean, it has the right elements of dark, a little bit of levity when it comes to him trying to be a mentor to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and an Ellen Page character in the movie. I mean, I've probably watched Inception more than any movie in my entire life. Maybe, maybe same. The score, the it. score is perfect. The Hans Zimmer score. Oh it's God. time. The it original cha- piece. That time. changed trailers yep. until this day. Like I have the, that song just like on Spotify, and I'll just mm-hmm. listen to it from time to time. It's so yeah. good. It's perfect, like peaceful music to leave on if you're gonna leave your pets home alone. You know, it'll put them to sleep, calm them down. <laughs> it's really, it's that has all the pieces in the making of a perfect movie, and that's what I think. Like when the Interstellar came out, mm. Interstellar was a little bit too much. Inception yeah. had a bigger concept in a way because it's dreams and we know more about space than dreams in mm. a way. And I think he, he they did a better job with Inception. And he leaves it at the end. Spin. Yeah. Spin. Mm-hmm. Right at the end. What yep. stands out to me, I, I, and I want to make this comparison, you know, that Inception was the first movie I'd seen like the visual effects. Without that, I don't know if you would have had Doctor Strange. Yeah, and those effects definitely a lot of uh, motivation for Doctor Strange and all those scenes the in the mirror dimension. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yep. yeah, the city folding over on itself. Right. Wow. Those scenes in itself are what stuck out to me the most, and then just like you said, the whole plot around it, just the whole dream. What's your last movie, Sandy? <sighs> and we already named uh, the main guy in uh, one previously, but Keanu Reeves, John Wick. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't love a shoot 'em up? Exactly. So good. Another simple story, beautiful action, shot perfectly, well performed. I mean, could you ask for more? And you know what? Maybe the best part about this movie is it all came down to them killing his dog. Yeah. Something so simple. And obviously he had his past traumas with his wife and everything Mm -hmm. before, but that one little thing that broke, like if that never happened, the movie never just it gives, goes farther than it does. It's something for everybody to connect with because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you've had a dog, a cat, a lizard, a fish. If someone came in your house and did that to your pet, everyone has the same idea in their head. Oh, I'm going to go on a rampage. You know, right when something like that happens. And then it's like somebody had a, a dream about it and said, I'm just going to make this simple movie about a guy on a revenge tour. And it was done perfectly. So and it was made by stuntmen. Not everybody knows how to kill someone with a pencil. Oh yeah, the second the and the Joker third movie and was John so Wick. good. Two Ooh. best pencil de- kills of all time, Ooh. probably, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's not a big list there, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of another one. But yeah, those are the top two. What's your last movie, Jake? Yeah, Casino Royale, and we talked. I've talked about Skyfall a little bit, um, but I actually like Casino a little bit more. I think it goes back to my uh, my origin story. Uh, Mm -hmm. fetish if you will I can't get enough of it but that it's so good I love I love poker anyways like outside of movies and like the way they do that Mads Mikkelsen was amazing yep I love how that movie is really it's it's almost like two different movies put in the one Mm -hmm. you have the suspenseful card playing stuff in the first half of the movie and then you have the betrayal love story at the end of the movie and it really ties together perfectly and it's so it's woven together like no movie I've ever seen before, especially not a James Bond movie. Yeah. When you have a multi-million dollar budget like that, you don't mm. see a lot of poker scenes in these movies. Mm. That's a great point. I never thought about like, it might be the least Bond of all of Daniel Craig's yeah. and it might be the best movie Definitely. because of it. 
And I think that was his first, right? It was, it was his yeah. first in the role. I mean, that's the, insane. You know, the origin, just I loved it, seeing him like kind of a fresh new Bond mm-hmm. um, and him coming up and... And the car is on you. The little Aston Martin was amazing. Yeah, obviously. the scene where he's yeah, iconic. What was it? The med kit he had. In yeah, the he's Martin? like he's like wow. having a heart attack and he's stencil. I mean, just <sighs> perfect direction, perfect editing, kept everyone on the edge of their seat. You know what else I think has perfect editing? The tightest movie you'd ever seen in your life, Predator. Mm. Ooh, Predator. Simple. I mean, that's definitely a theme of all the movies I think that we have here, except for like Inception mm. and Casino Royale. They're all simple and mm. The Dark Knight, I guess. It's just, you know, a few consistent beats throughout the movie that you've seen done a million times since, but Predator did it better than any action movie in the last 40 years. That new one that they just made, Prey, was really good, mm. but the only reason why that, you know, had something to go off was the original Predator, hunting them in a jungle. Mm. As simple as it gets, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know everybody is vulnerable, the mud at the end, it was just, it's perfect. Great cast, and like, I, I often compare that you obviously want to compare it to alien because obviously you had alien versus predator, but, mm-hmm. and I, and I do really like alien. I've got a soft spot for it too, but there's something about predator. That's just like a little bit cooler. Like just the, yes. the thermal vision and you like can the see fact more. that he's, he's hunting them. Yeah. Such and it's cool brighter. Character. It's in a, it's in a mm-hmm. cooler, I think a cooler environment in the jungle. They're setting, both so. definitely horror movies. That's the, that's my favorite thing about predator. I mean, you don't see it for most of the movie. They hide it. I mean, they had so much trouble actually getting the guy in the costume to look realistic that it, it actually played to the benefit. Mm. Yeah. It kind of switch it up. I, we've been talking a little bit about action this is more the genre that I'm about. I'm a huge comedy fan. <laughs> Big funny guy over here. I, I like I like up. my funny movies. What's your favorite funny movie then? Or one of your favorites? Oh, I mean, I am a major Will Ferrell fan. There's so many that I could pick from that I could put there. But the most quotable movie I think that I've ever witnessed in my life was Step Brothers. Oh yeah, him and John C. Riley. And we're going we're going this is 2000s our favorite comedy from yeah. the 2000s, right? Yep. Okay. Right. So, Step Brothers, it's I would have said it if you wouldn't have. It's just so good, like so quotable. Like I yeah. said, the quote. I think for me, a quotable movie means more than just being funny. Prestige worldwide, like for a while, oh. like my whole identity was like based off Boats this movie. Like it was literally just That's making right. quotes from this movie for like five, ten years. There's no fat on it, you know. It's like they chopped it together, they edited it. The sound design is beautiful in it. The music is great. I mean, they really, you know, it's an all-time classic. And I think we I, we spoke about this a little bit before off camera, like we haven't seen the level of comedy in the three that we're going to mention no. since this era. Exactly. They just don't. It, it's cliche to say they don't make them like they used to, but they really don't. When it comes to comedy, they can't get away with it. No. I think yours may be way more you know frowned upon nowadays mm. if it came out. What's your movie? Yeah, super bad. Yeah, and <laughs> it's that is so good. super oh, bad for today's uh, cancel culture. Think about when that came out. How old were you guys? It was 2008, right? 2008-ish, 9 I'll tell you how old I was. I watched it for the first time on a PlayStation Portable oh, as good. a UMD PSP. drive game. I miss my PSP every and day. It was the greatest thing ever. That, yeah, that it movie changed my life. And like even like the sub-characters, like you have Mick Lovin, which is maybe one of the most iconic like sub-characters Nick, ever. It might be the most iconic you literally have movie. You have Josh, you have you have uh, Hater, Bill Hater. Seth Rogen Seth and Bill Rogen Hater as the, as the cops. erotic cops. Yeah, those two could have had their own TV show. 
Oh, a, a five-season uh, TV show, and Jonah these are Hill. these are side characters. Absolutely, I love Emma Stone in that movie too. I think that was her first role, right? I mean, it was, she was. Phenomenal. And it was one of my my favorite roles from her. Like, it, there's no misses. You relate to it so much when you are a teen teen boy watching yes. that movie. All we were trying to do was go out there and get to a party and get with a girl. Like that's it's so relatable. What what else is there? And it's just another example of simple and less is more. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. My personal favorite movie from my childhood is actually Wedding Crashers. I think oh, that is so funny. I so love good. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson together so much. It's so good. And ironically, we're talking about best side characters. Oh, Ma, yeah. where's the meatloaf? <laughs> like yeah. Will Ferrell for somehow just yeah. comes in and steals the show as again Chaz as Chaz. The, and he goes and picks up women at funeral crasher. Oh, that is mm. so cold hearted yeah. and it's so it's so well done. It really <laughs> it's is. It's such a good movie. And it's, were you watching the unrated version too? Yeah. The oh, yeah. Scene what at the beginning? ways to watch a movie other than unrated? It reminds me of like John Wick with the amount of world building that they do in that movie in terms of making it seem like these are not the only guys out there crashing weddings. Like they got a whole society (laughs) of people who are complete scumbags and Owen Wilson just decides to get out of the game. And it's just, you know, it's beautiful. It really is. In the the first like 30 minutes. The whole scene when they go to the house on on the lake, Mm -hmm. that's like... The, the new motorboat, new motorboat. Yeah, yeah. So good. I think football that was. Scene. I think that was even improvised. Like I think they, it was. Yeah. Vince Vaughn was like, "How am I supposed to be so mad at him?" Oh, okay, I figured it out. Yeah. Oh man, the delivery is oh, phenomenal. It's unbelievable. <laughs> those are those are three like and like, like we said that era. We can throw on the Hangover. We can throw on old school forty year old version. Like yeah. there mm-hmm. is literally ten to fifteen mm-hmm. knocked up top t- knocked up top tier comedy movies this that we're never gonna see again. You know, Pineapple oh, Express. Yeah. Pineapple Express. What do you mean? A lot of Seth Rogen in there. That's what I'm saying. Like Will yeah. Ferrell, Seth Rogen. You're seeing a trend. I think that for me is more of a personal preference. My when I think of comedy, I'm thinking of the Will Ferrells, mm. the Adam Sandler, you know, the Seth Rogen. That would be like yep. my three main guys that I would go into it with a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be a little bit more biased towards those movies. I don't Absolutely. think it's biased. I think that's legit. They were the funniest at the time. They're I think we could talented. also throw in, what, a, what about like a Borat? <laughs> God, Borat <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. That movie was so good. Yeah, he's just different, you yeah, know, and he, it's not the kind of movie you uh, see every day. That's he's got a sure. pair of balls on him. Yeah. Let's talk about some scary movies. <laughs> Ooh, that's a real <laughs> big reverse. Maybe not our favorite <laughs> scary movies, but what is the scariest movie you've ever <laughs> seen, Sam Rock? My, I wouldn't even say it was the true scariest, but as far as like best and, you know, one that did leave my bones shaking a little bit would have been The Conjuring 2. Not the first, but two. Too because, scary one. And I have a little bit of a backstory here, not actually because of The Conjuring 2, but because The Nun, you remember Valak, you know, she mm-hmm. was the, yep. the evil spirit. And, and let me tell you, this, what kind of shook me to the core early on is when I was... Uh, what was I about 19 and we were, I was just at my house late at night and this was right when the nun movie came out Mm -hmm. and it was late at night. I was watching some, you know, very, 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 you know, nonchalant YouTube videos and the five second buffer ad hit me and it didn't make me want to watch it at that time. And I've only recently seen these movies like as of the past year. Did you get a big old jump scare out of you? Oh, it was terrible. And the, ba- the <laughs> ad got banned within 24 hours. I, I oh, also wow. got hit by that. So I know exactly what you're talking what about. What was it? It was just her face. It was literally a blank black screen for like yeah. the first three seconds. And then like, <sighs> a, it was oh, a God. buffering. It made yeah. you think your video was paused because uh, there was no it indication. Was, it of was an ad. truly like it was sinister because <laughs> and, and it was getting it was getting all demographics that weren't certain. Mm-hmm. for that 
It oh, was like, was like children that on were Lego just like watching Lego stuff. Yeah. Like got this jump scare. Like, like, literally a, got made. What a marketing campaign. Ex- exactly. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. geniuses for it. It made me, well, I'm talking about it today. I, I mean, I think yep. they got sued for it, but yes, they were geniuses. Yeah, I bet it made them more money than it lost yeah, them in the end. What's, uh, what's your movie, Jake? Ugh. Hereditary, and I don't even yeah. I don't even want to really like talk about it that much. So we'll just, we'll just glance over it. That one's a dark it, movie. It made it made me so uncomfortable, and that's like a, the end scene where they're like the mom's like sawing off her head. Oh, that's a good one to bring up in terms of like, yeah, we'll recommend it, yeah. but we don't need to describe if you, it. If you're truly like wanting something <laughs> scary and like disturbing, you can watch it. But I'll tell you what uh, I think is more disturbing, and that's Mother Jennifer Lawrence, Harvey R. <gasps> Bardem. It's the most uncomfortable. Just anxiety-driven movie you'd ever seen. A lot of people are like, oh, Uncut Gems is so anxiety-driven. No. Imagine just a bunch of people wandering into your house endlessly, mm-hmm. having just the weirdest time uh, distortions. It is such a mess. Harvey R. Bardem is so creepy and scary in it. Ooh, ooh, I have chills thinking about it. He's, he's a master when it comes to understated yeah, scary. He's ne- he's never like he's never like gonna be someone that's like horrifying you, but mm-hmm. like he makes you so uneasy. His voice, the way that he can stare at people. That's why he was so good in No Country for Old Men mm. too. Just mm. dead eyes. He has got those dead eyes. A true psychopath. Mm. That's what you need in those movies. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about. Uh, let's mix it up a little. Finish this out with TV shows. I'm gonna go with New Girl. We're gonna get real serotonin <laughs> in here. Try to be happy about something for once. <laughs> Forget the scary yeah. stuff. Let's, let's, get let's go yeah, get a yeah. laugh and Absolutely. enjoy a kickback and relax and enjoy a yeah, good this show. Is, this is like our most recent favorite shows that we watched kind of mm-hmm. recently. Okay. This is this is uh, kind of what I binge okay. whenever I need something on in the background. I mm-hmm. love, you know, Nick, Winston, Schmidt, Jess, CC, Coach. I mean, they're all really, it's truly one of the most like, you turn it on and you can't be in a bad mood watching that. How many seasons is it? I think it's like Seven or eight. So you got plenty, plenty yeah. to watch. I think it's actually seven seasons. Mm. But the first season is probably my least favorite, to be honest, because they had to rewrite like Winston after that, and then he became the best part of the show. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Absolute classic. Jake, what, what would you look at? Yeah, so recently we just finished um, Only Murders in the Building. Um, it was... I, I loved it. Um, it's two seasons right now. I think Nick just said it got renewed for the third one, so... Um, I would definitely suggest giving it a watch. It's uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Um, and their chemistry together is not something you'd expect, like two old men and Selena Gomez. Like, oh, yeah. That's like the most random like. That sounds incredibly ever. bizarre. But like they, they work together so well. And it, it's not like, it's not the best show I've ever seen, but I, I like mystery shows too and like thrillers. And it does have some really good, like you don't see this coming. Where do I mean, you watch it at? It's on Hulu. Hulu. Yep. Yep. The Hulu. thing is, Steve Martin has been around for a long time. Yeah. And I can't think of many things where he's been bad in. Well, and oh, you yeah. just think he's like 100 years old because he's had gray hair for the last 50 years. Yep. So it's like, he's actually not that old. He's just like just now 70 or something. Yeah, like he looks the same. Old. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to watch that show though. Yeah, give it I a love watch. Selena Gomez. Mm. And then for the cultural phenomena, Stranger Things. Of course. That's that's let's, mine. Let's dig in. Let's unpack. I, I don't want to get too deep into this because I don't want anybody at all to think we're some in-depth divers into this. I, I will be when I'm not on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. But that it's just Stranger Things. It's awesome. It's just it's the popular show for a reason. It's got a great cast. All of them work great together. Great plot. You never knew what was going to happen next. 
you know, there might be some people that haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil it too much anyway. But it, it does a good job. My my favorite season of Stranger Things is always going to be season one because it had such an ambiance to it. It felt anxiety driven. It felt like it was it had a little bit of nostalgia, not too much. The story was really tight. And now they've expanded it so much. By the time now we're here in season four, I mean, how many people were watching it the first weekend it came out? Yeah. It's well, the most popular show ever. And like, I actually have a nice perspective where I went back and started from season one because I mm-hmm. hadn't seen it since it came out five, six yep. years ago. And I wanted to rewatch it because I forgot a lot of what happened in one and two. So mm-hmm. I rewatched all the way from one up to four. And I like, I tend to agree. Like one was was so good and, and like Definitely just like the, the 80s like theme music like as their opening scene like mm-hmm. riding their bikes like it just makes you feel happy it's like, it's already iconic yeah. and there's a lot of things we've talked about that as soon as they came out immediately mm. a classic yeah. stranger things is up there yep it takes a good show you know to when you got that following behind it everybody talks about it everybody i know mm. has seen it and it's just it's different you know it's not like your standard creepy vibes alien you know maybe superpower type of movie yeah they definitely try to mix it up and all the kid actors are not even kids anymore they do such a good job they really do and it it got dark this last season we don't want to get any spoilers but it was it was at times honestly horrifying like it scared me everything about vecna was as creepy as it gets the you know all of the flashbacks that you see from Elle's perspective Mm -hmm. when she was at the lab with brenner Wow. And I think that yeah. speaks to, like you said, the actors starting as children. Now they're mm-hmm. adults. They're like our age. Some of them are. Yeah. And so they're growing up a little bit so they could write the story a little bit more gruesome. And it yes. is, it's gruesome. And I hope there's only one more season. Yeah. I think there, I think this is supposed to be the last one. Next what's one? crazy? Yeah. I think one more season. And what's crazy about it, you know, it the way, like you mentioned, like expanded, it built this, you know, you mentioned earlier, like built the open world. It kept adding people into yes, it. Yes, it did. And the thing is, it made it to where those individual stories, they somehow tied it all in. Mm-hmm. The first season was pretty much all from one household in Hawkins. Mm. Maybe you'd go to a couple other locations for a small period of time. Second season opened it up. Now by the fourth season, we're all the way in from California, yeah. Arizona, Vegas, all or over. back the in Indiana. Russia. And yeah, so we're literally getting Russia. a it's a worldwide show at this yeah. point. I liked everything that was in Russia in the last season. I really did. I thought that was really well done, especially the final like big fight mm. in Russia. Oh, Epic as great. all get out. Awesome. Go go Murray. That's all I'll say. There Murray. we go. Well, Murray's I think that uh you guys got anything else to add for this nonsense? I think this was a was a great wrap up. Um right off the top of your head, Nick, T V show that you would recommend just right off the top. Breaking Bad is usually what uh, I always go to. I love Sandy. Breaking Bad. I, 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 can't, I can't. That hits me. Why don't you, you see Better Call Saul? I actually did mm. not see Better Call Saul. I've, I, I, I haven't seen it, it, but I've heard. I've heard it is actually better than Breaking Bad. I'm in the process That's of season tough. one of Better Call Saul. I wanted to wait till the whole thing was done so I could binge it all together. If you got the time, and you don't really care that much about like some vulgar stuff you can watch a show like shameless hmm? oh yeah shameless is classic i love shameless Talk about, about the, the americanized boys. the boys i still need to watch the boys I, st- I also still need to watch the second season i've not seen it yet you haven't you've only seen season one of no. the boys oh my god they're starting season four right now yeah it's i i really do love that because it switches up the superhero genre and it says a lot about how people feel about social media nowadays the news pop culture how we 
you know, how we evolve. The show says a lot about that. And it really, you know, it also helps to have some superheroes blowing people's heads off mm. and pointing the finger and saying, yeah, now you're the bad guy. Right. Mm. I'm going to recommend Game of Thrones real quick because we were just talking mm. about it and House of Dragons is out now every Sunday and it, I've loved it so far. So if you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch Game of Thrones. And that'll do it for today. Or a little nonsense. We like to have that talk. So a little movie talk. Right before the, the main season starts off, figured to hit you all with a little bit of nonsense. So. Yes. Everybody loves some nonsense in this crazy world. So check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at The Ball Bros Pod.